Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show started. Bryn's back. Baby, Bryn's back. Bryn's back. Bryn's back. So Pat cannot make it this week. What do you think Pat's doing, Brian? I got pretty turned up at a wedding in St. Louis. Oh, gosh. Do we really want to know? I mean, I don't know what. Uh, no, I don't. I definitely don't want to know. I think it would. Uh, I have a better, a sweet, innocent image of him in my head, and I feel like anything, yeah. anything else is just going to make that worse. You know. The moment I removed his pants, I was astonished by the size of his python. It really will, and I don't want to, you know, talk talk anything about him. So you know, we have our own beef. You know. Yeah, you you and Brian, you and uh, Pat do have a big beef. People forget about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do and you know it's kind of non-organic beef too, but it's it's okay. Yeah. So it's you're okay. in you're in LA and organic's a big thing, right? It is a big thing out here. It's huge. Yeah, what is it's your almost too big. What is your have you noticed your eating ha- habits like changing since you moved from the Midwest to LA? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, um I wouldn't say I eat organic now, but I probably do just because of restaurants I go to that serve like more organic food. But uh, I eat a lot of Asian food out here because there's just so much of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you just there's a lot more. I think there's a lot more Asian people in the mm-hmm. western part of the country than than the oh, Midwest. Yeah, definitely. Um, they have this new kind of creation out here too called the Pokey Bowls. I don't know if you ever heard of those before. No, They're pretty. Uh, I'm not. It's it's essentially a uh, it's like a a sushi salad. Oh, interesting. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. Is I'm wondering if sushi is sushi just like a super lazy way of like was it just people like just didn't didn't feel like cooking. Is that how sushi started? <laughs> it might be. They're just like we'll just cut the fish and just eat it instead of actually cooking anything out of it that's but that I, must have been a little worrisome I, I wouldn't want to be the first person just to eat raw fish yeah of, of or all, any raw meat for of that of all the meats that seems like the last one i would want to eat raw right yeah yeah like definitely. fish look the grossest and they smell the worst too. and they smell the worst yeah that's definitely true yeah. the water is disgusting i mean like pigs don't smell good mm-hmm. because they're just surrounded in mud and stuff like that so i could see that but like yeah fish are just there's a ton of just gross stuff all over the place. Yeah, and they're eating. You don't know what they're eating, too. You know. That's true. That's true. They eat gross Whatever's stuff. Whatever's floating I don't, on the water. Yeah, that's a good point. Poop. Yeah, like you're eating grass. You know, cows and stuff are eating grass. Fish, I don't eat. What do they mm-hmm. normally eat when you're not feeding them, like, fish food? You know? Do, do, uh, bo- do fishermen just pour fish? out things of fish food in the water? <laughs> I don't know how they catch them. Probably something like that, and then they just net them. 
Yeah, I don't know how that works. Uh, I'm no, no fisherman. Yeah, I'm you're no not. Fisherman. Well, you are though. But I, I mean, could be. Yeah, you, you, know? could, you kind of are. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Bryn. It's been a while since you've been on the show. The last time you were on the show, the whole episode got uh, deleted. I was having an error. And since that, we've been double-checking now. Like, I start recording a little bit, and then I go back and make sure it's actually being recorded, and then I continue the show. So now we have a way to – so it was a way to check on that, but it was a lost episode. Some say the best episode of Chubstep ever. It probably really was. Um, You know, unfortunately, the ears couldn't hear it. But uh, no, I'd say, uh, you know, for this one – Let's just make sure that we we don't delete it. Um, yeah, or somebody doesn't come in and hack your computer and delete it. I'm assuming uh, that's what happened bad. last time. I'm assuming you know, it might have been a rival, probably. yeah, a rival podcast probably hacked. Right. <laughs> yeah, they knew the potential yeah. of that episode, and they're just like, let's just get rid of this right now. Yeah, could have been. It would have been too big on iTunes, probably. So that's true. That's true. I would. That I would agree with that. You know. Yeah, I would agree with that. Censorship. Censorship. <laughs> Good point. It's a government's already starting to crack down. Yep. 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 <laughs> <It's> a shame. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Bryn, how was uh, how was the last like how, how have you been since the last time? You know, there's a lot of stuff uh, musically, and we'll get into that. But what about some other stuff going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I've been good. I've been uh, you know, living living the Cali dream. Um, no, I just been I've been hitting up the beach a lot lately, actually. Um, with good old Taylor. Um, T Braun ninety nine. Um, Taylor B ninety nine for those that know his uh, Xbox gamer tag. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, I've just been kind of hanging out, um, working on new music uh, as well. Um, but nothing uh, too crazy, you know. Try to try to stay out of trouble. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to trying to get to to Mars. I don't know why uh, why we're not there yet. Are we actually... I don't know why NASA just doesn't ship me there. <laughs> now, Bryn, is NASA actually trying to get us to Mars? Is that actually a thing? You know, they say they are. Yes. Um, but they say we're going to get there by 2030, which is kind of a long goal in, in yeah. my eyes. But, yeah. Uh, you know, that's like 13 years out, so... Yeah, that is a while. And they want to get a human to Mars? Is that the goal? Because obviously they've gotten a you know yes. rover to Mars before. I mean, we've gotten right. unmanned things there. Right, right. Yeah, but apparently SpaceX wants to get there before that. Ooh, a little competition. Um, a little competition, yeah. Um, Which I is a good know, thing. I don't know why. I don't know what's on Mars that SpaceX wants to get to so badly, but yeah, um, it is a good thing though. Yeah, and and hopefully, honestly, I hope that they do beat NASA because that'd be that'd be kind of funny. You're rooting against the home <laughs> it'd be team. Be embarrassing for NASA. I'm, I'm rooting against NASA <laughs> at this point. They're taking too long, man. Come on, let's get like a let's get a three year contingency plan. You know? Yeah. Let's just do it. Yeah. Let's just do it. <laughs> we got airplanes, you know. Just just modify, you know, a Boeing like seven thirty seven. We'll yeah. Just, you know. Well, you would we know much. Take, like, <laughs> we could take a whole crew of people over there. You know. I mean, you yeah, you would know a lot more about that than me. I you know I don't really. I trust your judgment. If I could just modify a Boeing seven thirty seven to go up into Mars, I mean, I'm all for that. Yeah, you know, we'll, you know, switch out the engine or yeah. do something like that. It'll What's work. the problem? So, so, Bryn, what? How long would it take to get to Mars on, on a manned a manned craft? <clears throat> so the current, like, with our current technology, would be like a eight month mission there. Okay. Um. So sixteen months both ways but that's assuming you're not even staying for a month right yeah 
So you you probably want to stay there for I don't know a year. So probably be like around like a two to three year trip. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Okay. Yeah, and then you'd go there. And that's and... assuming you're coming back. You know. Ooh. Wow. You think there'd be? You know? You'd think there'd want to be people that go there and just want to stay there. I think it's definitely possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially with what SpaceX wants to do, but I'm I'm sure that eventually that they will want to build some kind of capability to return. You know. And and like, what is we need Ace? Maybe we need Ace uh, here for this question. But what's like the space Ooh. law? What space law is that? Like international waters law? Like anything uh, goes up there? Or they're like, can you get some like gambling rings going? Bet on the horses, you know, some dog fights, that kind of probably. stuff. Can anything go on in yeah, space? Some, I think you can get something going. I mean, I'm not sure. You know, horses might be a little difficult. I don't know if you want to take them with you. Well, um, <laughs> I guess not necessarily but, in space, but you could, you could okay. bet on stuff, and it'd See, be legal that, up there. You might have a problem. You might have yeah. a problem with the, the time difference there. You know, it might take a little while to place your bets Ooh. by the time you hear back, you know. Yeah. But I'm thinking maybe like a, a, a cockfight or something like that yeah. you could have uh, going That's on. true. It would be easier to bring be, some chickens there. Yeah, that'd be, and that could provide some entertainment for, you know, the passengers. Yeah. And you get eggs, too, you know, you get free That's eggs. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, it's, I do the – It's all, all win-win. Interesting. Is it the male t- – I don't know anything about cockfighting. You're quite the expert, so – is uh, mm-hmm. is it if it's just the males well, that fight, then it might be an issue with the with the eggs. I just assume. Well, yeah, you gotta have at least one hen, and then you know, yeah. and then that's what the cocks they fight for is they Got fight it. for the hen. Gotcha. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that is good to know. So yeah, that's. I think I could see that being a big like uh, emphasis, like the new Vegas is on Mars. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, and it's even uh, crazier. Yeah, and, then, and it, yeah, you could be way way crazier. You know. Way crazier, and then the best thing is once you know you're on Mars and you have those chickens, they can just make more chickens, and then you can have more cockfights. So that's true. Um, just an endless, yeah. You know, just an endless supply. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's a good well, reason to go to Mars. That's a good. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, if that's NASA's goal, I mean, that's a good, <laughs> mm-hmm. or maybe that's SpaceX's goal. Maybe they know something that NASA doesn't. Yeah, that's true. I don't. You know what do they know? That's crazy. You know, yeah, they might. Yeah, That's a good point. I'm not a fucking scientist. I'm kind of going along those same lines, Brent. I saw this uh, today is that Uber fires its former uh, Google engineer about the self-driving oh. dispute. Did you see this? You know, I heard about that a little bit. I didn't. I didn't read it though. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, I didn't really read this either. But uh, now, <laughs> now I'm looking at it now. <laughs> so basically, this guy uh, they had uh, this guy named Anthony Lewandowski. He was the vice Ooh. president of technology at Uber. And used to work at mm-hmm. Google doing their self-driving cars, and Uber wanted to get in the self-driving cars. And then there was some issue be- mm-hmm. between there was some like litigation going on about stolen information from Google's old self-driving technology, and they were saying that this oh. guy might have brought over some of the Google stuff. And so oh, instead of oh, okay. dealing with it, Uber just fires the guy. I see. So they get to keep their technology, and they get to fire the guy. And that's a good. I didn't think about that. So yeah, it's they a probably they probably have all the information they need from that part of it, and now they don't have to pay yep. this guy's this salary. And then yep. on top yep. of that, they don't have to worry. Well, you know, if that guy was the issue, let's just get rid of him. And I wonder what this guy's going to do now because he's not. He's definitely not going back to Google. Go to. He's going to go to Lyft. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Go to Lyft. Lyft <laughs> self-driving cars. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, you know, that's a that's. I wonder when that's going to actually be a thing. The self-driving um, cars. No, they they 
Yeah, I know they have like the technology and everything, but yeah. I don't know if it's a political issue over a technological one. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't, and I don't know what the cost. Like, can you get the cost down enough to make it realistic? Obviously, there's people that could afford it right now, but it is interesting right, that it's not right. like more readily available. It's one of those things that I was thinking about because I like driving cars, and so like that part would kind of suck for me. I, I like the idea of right. you know, like there are times that I like driving and stuff like that. But then at the same mm-hmm. time, there's like I know that if every car was self-driving, I could be even if I lived normally an hour away, I could probably every every commute would probably be reduced in half at least because these oh, yeah, cars would be just sure. going like tops, you know, high speeds and just be able to merge perfectly yep. and everything like that. And then I could sit there on my laptop with Wi-Fi and just be working that extra, you know, whatever time it takes for me to commute there and back, yep. you know, be like completely built in, it'd be like, you know, a train on steroids, like a way better version of a train where it I would be, be working it definitely the whole time. Be. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, it's, that, that, that would be nice. Yeah. And then obviously it's so Uber, a huge deal for Uber because they'd had to make obviously an investment like they haven't in the past. Like Uber right now doesn't make any investment other than their initial technology, but like they're, they don't mm-hmm. make any investment in the drivers. The drivers depends on how much work is how much they're going to get paid. Whereas if these self-driving cars right. come, then they're going to have to buy all these self-driving cars. So they're going to actually have some inventory now, but that's very true. It's going to be like a one-time thing. And then they're going to, you know, it's like, I'm just paying for the thing and I don't have any cost of the person. Yep. So it's, yep. it's, uh, I'm sure they would make their money back pretty fast. Yeah. I think, you know, it, it would be interesting. I think I'm sure they want to put it out in big cities for yep. that kind of technology at first. And then, you know, eventually branch out or wherever they go. Yep. I know I was talking to an Uber driver the other day and he was saying <clears throat> that the whole goal of Uber is to make people not want to own cars. So they just yeah. want to yeah. basically make it so cheap that you don't want to actually have a car and you'd rather just Lyft or Uber around. Yeah, but Which the pro- is pretty interesting. But the problem with that is that you need to have somebody that owns a car to drive the Uber car. That would be true, yes. For or, now. But if you have all automated. Automat- yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, they're the, saying the eventually. Goal. But eventually, yeah. Yeah. Um, which would be, I mean, it'd be cool, I guess. But I, I, I agree with you. I mean, if I wanted to go on like a cross-country road trip or something, you know, I guess it would be pretty nice to have a car that just drives me there. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I like driving as well. So. Yeah, it'd be a little, little trade-off. And then I always wonder about like the, how, what do they do about the older cars? Like, I guess maybe they would just get them. Maybe you could just modify yeah. them to do stuff like that. But I, you know. I think about like our old Porsche and like yeah. I would be like, you know, if 20 years from now you couldn't drive it on the road, that would just suck. And yeah, kind of that thing. would that would actually make me pretty angry if they if they did that. Yeah. And I think that that wouldn't be fair to anybody that couldn't afford, uh, you know, a, a car, a brand new car that has, uh, you know, self-driving technology. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you think about you can't have some person that can't afford a car like if they can only afford a bike, they can't ride on the highway. Yeah. So there's always going to be some barrier to entry aspect of it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I I think it'd be cool. You know, maybe they'll have to build a road that's just for those cars. And then that will just be the the highway. And they'll go like, you know, you can go like 100 on those roads. Yeah. Easily. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, that would be a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Just some separate type of thing. I know I was talking to a Mm. buddy of mine. uh, And his name is John Cena. 
uh, Dave, my friend Dave, and he uh, works mm. a lot of times with roads and stuff like that, civil engineer, and he was talking about how they're planning mm. ahead right now already on the roads uh, when they're like they're planning ahead, you know, like 50 years they're trying to plan ahead when they're building these roads because they wow. know they're going to last that long. You know, they, they, these, they try to plan like the road is going to last this long, so let's plan ahead for that. Like how many lanes right. are we going to need, how, what, like, this kind of stuff. Um, obviously, a lot of times they're not very good at that because traffic is still really horrible. But, <laughs> but um, he was talking about how they're already trying to plan right now for the driverless car thing. Like, you know, what that's, kind of stuff are we going to need for driverless cars? So that's pretty crazy. That's a that's a that's a cool concept. I, I imagine are, do they need like uh, some kind of like marking points or something for the cars or no? They can just I mean, I guess they could just go wherever, right? Uh, I should have clarified that that's all that I know about that. I'm not a fucking scientist. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they need. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bryn, let's get a little bit into uh, your music that you just so The mm-hmm. other day, uh, big grand opening of, it was ILD, I believe, right? IID. IID? I-I-D? It does look like an L. Yes. Well, that's confusing. I-I-D. I thought the first one was... Okay, IID. Okay, because ILD yes. is like I love D, which I was yes. like, that's not going to be a great. <laughs> it's not going to be a great name for this. So IID, no, much no, better. Of course not. Okay, why and why yes, IID? A uh, well, I guess you could say it's an acronym, um, but um, I kind of like it more as a symbol um, and just what it kind of looks like. Uh, if you I because if you turn it horizontally, um, it looks kind of like a face to me. Um, okay. Which I, I like about that. Um, and I'll leave uh, I'll I'll leave the interpretation up to anybody who who wants to uh, have whatever IID stands for. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that's kind of the the background of what I have. I, I know I'm not going too much into what the meaning is, but. But you like I the way it looks. I guess that's up to uh, up to people. I do like okay. the way it looks. <laughs> I do as a, as as a symbol. I think it's it's a, it's a cool yeah. looking symbol. But uh, it was something I kind of wanted to also just start a different project. Um, yeah. You know, I I don't even know really if you know if the next kind of music I release would be even the same you know name or whatever. But um, I kind of just wanted to release something with what I had. Um, so I, I decided to go with that. I liked uh, this is a very different type of music from what I've heard you do in the past. Um, mm-hmm. I like I was yeah. very, I liked it a lot, and uh, there was a few a few of the ones that on there were more acoustic, and most of it was electronic type mm-hmm. beat. Some of it was kind of poppy, some of it yeah. was just more yeah more electronic with you know just kind of you singing over it, and then there was a few just instrumentals. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So did you make all these instrumentals, or was this a combination of some you made, some you just sung over, or what's the deal? Uh, no, so I, so it's all original content. Um, I made all of it. Um, I used like Ableton Live for it. Um, you is know, that a some, free plug? What them, is that? I mean, you're just trying to play. Plug, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not sponsors I, I, of the show, Brent. They're not not sponsors, okay. and also um, I might not have the legal rights to the program. <laughs> okay, um, but, uh, <laughs> we don't have to go into that. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I have all rights, of course. Um, but so yeah, I uh, I liked keeping some tracks, I guess, more acoustic. 
um, that I felt were just naturally acoustic. Um, I've been working on a lot of different acoustic music, I guess, but um, I really didn't want to release too much of that, I guess, because um, I've, I've been working on more electronic and I've yeah. been getting really into electronic music. Um, I think electronic music has, has had an interesting kind of evolution that's taken place with it. Um, I wasn't really huge into it when it first came out. Yeah. Um, and it was even, it was even a little more primitive sounding when it first came out, but I don't know. I've been getting really into it now. Um, especially with, um, kind of some of the stuff that's coming out right now. So I've been trying to go a little more that way, I guess, with music and it just offers a little more different creativity that you really can't get out of an acoustic, um, song really yeah i mean there's more range there's more uh, sounds and more noises right there's way more um and honestly i'm still kind of new to it as well um a a lot of the there's a lot of uh basic plugins and uh, synthesizers and stuff that you can just get online nowadays um so it's pretty crazy how much you can do with just a laptop and you know some uh, a pair of headphones really and like a midi board that's it's really all you need nowadays and you you sometimes you don't even need a midi board some of the you know biggest producers right now are just creating music with literally just a laptop and mm-hmm. headphones like um and it's all software based too as well what they're using so so that's why i've been uh, kind of getting into that more uh, zone and i tried to i tried to do something that wasn't exactly what's being put out there right now um you know at the same time it's it's got a little bit of uh, elements of you know it gets it has some guitar in it yeah as well um with some of those kind of more poppy beats as well too yeah and so you had a song there Bryn that was I Will Always Love You which I at first I thought was Mm -hmm. a Whitney Houston cover (laughs) uh (laughs) then then it turns out it's a song about me it is a song about you yes (laughs) Yes, it is. It is most definitely a song about you. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's a little extension off of the uh, Christmas Bros. Yes, um, albums. Um, so yes, it's a. Uh, you know, I had I had to plug that one in there just for you. Yes, and for those that don't know, me and Bryn actually recorded a a Christmas song that will the new one, a new one. Maybe we'll try to get another one in before christmas time and we'll you know another one to be released but this this next one i'm looking forward to i haven't heard it yet i'm i'm just gonna save it till closer to the time um to even listen to it but it should be already basically enough but uh yeah we we have a good one we recorded it with some uh some fancy technology oh yes oh yes professionals professional professional studio (laughs) professional studio yes correct um so so okay so you kind of like the music that's kind of where can people find this i know i found it on you know through the link on facebook it's i is it just iid music yeah on facebook um i think it's iid musicality is like it's the at symbol so at iid musicality um and then you can also look up on soundcloud i have the page which is just iid um so you can find it there as well. Oh, yeah, SoundCloud, IID Music, Musicality. Uh, SoundCloud is just IID. But oh, okay, SoundCloud, Facebook, IID. Got it. IID Musicality. You can gotcha. find it there. So, and it was kind of like a little yeah. album that you released. I mean, there's there's a good amount of songs on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Just a little little project I wanted to get out yeah. there, put out there. 
and you know start working on new music as well yeah no um, i i liked I a lot me, of it thanks yeah Thank it was definitely different i wanted to talk about uh this past weekend for me just because you know i got to talk about myself at some point i'm all about me baby uh, oh, of course i'm gonna start uh so this weekend i went up uh to milwaukee at a little uh get together with some friends i played at a a golf course that I've been wanting to play at for a while is where Tiger Woods, who was just in the news recently, as many people know. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. It was where he had his first uh, PGA Tour debut. It's Brown Deer uh, right outside of Milwaukee. And oh, it's awesome. supposed to be, I think, normally like outside, like rates for non-Wisconsin members is like $110 around. Like, so it's a very expensive 18-hole course. And but right. we, we got some Groupon discount and it'd be like fifty a person and I was like which is more than I like to normally spend for golf but I'm like let's go do it. We go there and uh, the conditions were just like, it, like he, we went to play like the greens had like like were patchy and they were recently aerated and it was like really which as much as I like aeration when you're talking about paying <laughs> paying a lot for a course I mean you expect things mm-hmm. to be like pristine and not like very crappy especially like you know when you're when you're on a green. You just want things to be flat and not bumpy because right. you're trying to putt the ball. And it was just, you know, it was disappointing with how expensive it was uh, for it to not be in, like, pristine, con- you know, like, nice condition. This was, like, yeah, this was like, yeah. yeah, this was, like, uh, it was, like, worse conditions than, you know, a course that's, like, $15 to play nine holes. I didn't ask for and, this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was disappointing. Uh, then Sunday, went to the Arlington Racetrack. Uh, Bryn, you won some big money last time you were there. Horse track. I did. Yeah, I got the trifecta trifecta baby yeah, I, I got like uh yeah you had you had one horse in there that was yeah, you won like 70 dollars didn't you won a 50 cent bet something like that it was no i won like 150 oh it was like 100 you're right it you're was, right you're right you're right yeah you're right. it was like 150 it was uh and yeah it was just a soft one bet because i think you, i did a box though you did do a box so it ended up being three dollars mm-hmm. total but it was essentially a 50 dollar right, bet right or 50 cent bet right and uh yeah no right. that was pretty solid and yeah, you had some horse that had some low odds in there that that definitely bumped I, it up. Yeah, I, I had the, one of them was was very very low odds. Yeah, um, and then one and then the, there was another one that had extremely high odds. Yeah, um, so it was kind of the perfect combo. Yeah, and so that's what. So I was somebody asked me how it went, or it was Ace uh, Lawyer Face. So he uh-huh. asked me how the, how the racetrack go, and I said, well, I'll tell you one story, and this is a pretty good example of how it went. There was one horse there that was one to five odds, which is insane. Like I've never seen one to five. I'm not talking five to one. Yeah. I'm not. I'm talking. I'm not talking like two to one. You know, you get double your money. I'm talking one to five. So one to right. five, one to five odds. Never seen that that ridiculous of an odds. I'm like, this guy is guaranteed to win, right? That's what basically they're all right. saying. This guy is going to win. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'll do a trifecta, and I'll throw him in the trifecta, and then I'll do two other horses and whatever. So I go right, right. and he starts off. He's hot and just gets destroyed. And there's only seven horses in this oh, race. Man. Gets fourth uh, out of seven horses, and uh, and I hit him in the trifecta. I'm just like, if that's the kind of day it's going to be, then uh, this is not going to be great for me. No. Yeah. So no, not not when, not when you got those odds against. Yeah. Not when you exactly. So yeah, did uh, did that. Then on uh, on Monday I went to uh, the NCAA golf championships with uh, lawyer face and so it was like the college golf championships and okay it was nice. a lot of, yeah it was cool to just i've never been like professional you know obviously not professional but this is like the highest level of a golf tournament i've ever seen and really nice course to go right. see it at it was all film it was all on like the golf channel and stuff like that 
And uh, it's funny because U of I's main golfer, like the, one of their best golfers, is this kid who looks, you know, he's like super short, super skinny, like he wears these thick glasses and a visor. <laughs> and he just can pop, you know, he just like is just incredibly accurate and just, you know, he's shooting like, you know, he was like, I don't know what he was, 12 under after three days or something. You know, he's he's shooting wow. easily negative on each round of 18 that he's playing. And, you know, and, and then he had these group of kids that looked way nerdier than he was even. And they were uh, <laughs> they were like the called they were called themselves the funky bunch. And they were like wearing a shirt with like a emoji with his tongue out wearing thick glasses and a visor, you know, so kind of look like him and they were just walking around (laughs) following him. (laughs) So it was really funny just to see this kid that you just don't expect to be good at, uh, you know, at golf and he's just, you know, killing all these guys around him. Um, Right. So that was kind of crazy. And then. must be killer with the ladies as well. You know what? You never know. You never know. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. If you got, if you got that golf swag, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like. That's a good point. That's a good point. (laughs) And so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so then today, this is usually I don't have a crazy uh, Tuesday story. It's Tuesday right now when we're recording this. Driving to work, sitting at a stoplight, mm. all of a sudden hear a big, uh, you know, thud as I'm as I'm stopped at the stoplight. Look behind me, mm. I, get, I got rear-ended by a semi truck. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So. Uh, Did it- and it must have been a little more than a thud then. No, you know, okay, it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't I mean, he big. must have he must have been breaking for quite some time before that and just, you know, couldn't okay. get that last little bit. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, "Oh my god, our car's got to be destroyed in the back, right?" So right, right. Uh, I, I I we pull off right away on the side of the road. And this is on just it wasn't on the highway yet. This is just on a, you know, it was on like a it was like a 45 mile an hour road. So okay. Yeah, we pull over to the side. The guy gets out. He's like some Eastern European guy, super nice. Um, gets out. He's like, "Oh, you know, I'm so sorry. Uh, what can I do to help you with that?" Um, so he, you know, does one of those, and um, so he's he's worried about his getting the points taken off. You know, getting some points on his license or whatever. And he's a driver, so that kind of stuff uh, yeah. can affect all right. this stuff. And he doesn't want to get the insurance involved and all this stuff. And he showed me his whole booklet of insurance and all these things. And I took pictures of all of it, and I took pictures of his thing. But I look at the back of my car, okay. and there's like a tiny little scratch along the really? back. Really? You know, and I'm like, uh, I, <laughs> I was like really surprised. I'm like, you know, tiny little like if, if you didn't, if I didn't tell you that I had gotten hit in the like if i say okay i got hit in the back you'd be like oh yeah i can see where the guy hit you but if you don't if i don't mm-hmm. tell you that you wouldn't even think anything really happened to the back of my car yeah and right. so Just the guys chip of paint yeah t- a tiny tiny little like almost a little spidering like a tiny tiny little bit Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. You can, and you can kind of see an outline of his license plate just across the back, but it's very, <laughs> very, very minor. Honestly, if I wanted to just buff it out, which I probably will, um, I could do it pretty easily. Maybe a little dab, right. with like some touch-up paint, but really n- almost nothing. And you know, right. my car's got like almost one hundred and eighty thousand miles on it. You know, it's fourteen years old. It's mm-hmm. I, I'm not. You know, I don't. It's not in pristine condition. By any, you know, there's always there's little dings and stuff like that. And uh, right. So. The guy's just like, hey, you know, uh, instead of getting insurance involved, can I just go to an ATM and give you some cash? And, you know, it's always, which at first I was like, is this guy legit? Like, is he just going to drive off? Or, you know, like, I didn't know. So uh, we pull over and he he doesn't, there's a gas station that's on the left side of it. So he just puts his, he just puts the semi truck just in the middle of like 
uh, like the ha- like the median and just drives up on the median, puts the hazard lights on, and then just walks over to the <laughs> walks like a block over to the gas station. Instead of like trying to find some way to like turn left, that like he's just like mm-hmm. st- just parks just hazard lights in the middle. I do a U turn, yeah. go back to the gas station. He pulls out just truck it. Yeah, he pulls out. Uh, he gave me three hundred twenty dollars in cash, and. Uh, mm-hmm. And like it was in twenties, and then the last apparently the ATM ran out of twenties, and it came out in fives. Uh, so <laughs> the last like half of it was in fives. Uh, oh man! So I, I had a lot of fives, and then so he just gave me. And I was thinking about him like this is, ends up being a pretty good deal for me because I am not gonna go. It's not worth like me going to getting my bumper buffed out and you know whatever right. in a place, and I could just do right. this on, on my own. And I just made basically three hundred bucks for right. And would you have to pay some kind of deductible for that as well? Yeah, I would think there would be some sort of thing on my insurance as well. There might be some – well, no, it would all be his insurance. I don't think my insurance would even get involved actually because I've had this – I've gotten rear-ended before um, when I had – you know, in Mm -hmm. the bug, I was rear-ended one time from this lady. And it was a similar thing where she rear-ended me. Then I got a quote, but this time I got the insurance involved because it wasn't some Eastern European person that drove a semi-truck. And so – she just gave me her insurance information and I dealt with her insurance the whole time. And they gave me, you know, I just got a quote and I gave it to them and then they just sent me that money. And then I ended up just doing all the work myself and making like, you know, under 250 or 300 bucks on that. Um, yeah. So it pays to get hit is what I'm trying <laughs> to say. If, you know, if you're not the one doing the hitting, it's so nice. It can be a good thing. So sometimes maybe you just want to back up a little bit into people too and just, you know, you never know what they, they yeah, might it's a. If you have a manual car, you can just, you know, and you're on a hill, just, just let off the yeah, let off but the it's, brakes it's, a little bit. It's got to be pretty obvious that they hit you, not you just rolling <laughs> yeah, back. <I'm> not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but if we can find out a way, I like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure that guy was pretty happy that that you you were even. He oh well, nice he was that's the thing that, he was super know? nice like if he was a douche I would have just called you know had the police involved and all the stuff but he was super nice and he was super you know thankful that I would do that and he even's like you know if it ends up being more than that just call me here's my number and then I'll give you the rest of the money all the stuff so it ended up uh, you know being the right thing to do I think yeah definitely yeah, yeah that's a good deal yeah it's a good deal so how about a uh, now you can take that money and flip it at the racehorse tracks there you, you know, go put it all yeah, yeah put it all on the uh, on the horse or put it all in red at the casino. Yep. No, there you yeah. go. There you yeah. go. <laughs> now, Bryn, how about a uh, Jeff Goldblum movie review? Hi. Hi. Let's do Hi. it. Hi. I'm Jeff Goldblum. You, you interest me strangely. You have uh, you've uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? <laughs> What's Goldblum ever done to you? What's Goldblum ever done to you? Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Because she's sweet and like a peach and like a juicy and sweet. You're afraid to be too Goldblum. He thinks if he smells Goldblum, he's going to be Goldblum. By jamming them into his pocket. I'm going to get my Goldblum on. That is one big pile of shit. Goldblum is content. Uh, People always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? All right, Bryn, there's a certain reason that I picked this specific movie. And uh, this was a made-for-TV movie from 1980. I don't think you've, you've seen this rendition of it, but I know you know the story well. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Hmm. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so this is uh, yeah, 1980 made-for-TV movie uh, directed by Henning Skrillup. And all the movies that he made were basically made-for-TV movies. So 
they were all probably pretty similar to this, I can guess. So this is starring uh, Jeff Goldblum. He's Ichabod Crane. And you could wow. you kind of see wow. that as an Ichabod Crane. Yeah. yeah. It's the second yeah. time I've seen him as a teacher. So Ichabod Crane comes in as like a teacher for the school. And he was a teacher also in the movie Powder, which was not, not very good. Um, but so this the only other person I recognized in this uh, was Dick Butkus, who was the uh, – <laughs> he was a uh, linebacker for Chicago Bears Hall of Fame linebacker. And so he was in this movie, and he plays Brom Bones, who is one of the town locals that's basically, like, always, like, trying to trick Ichabod Crane and, like, doing pranks on him. And he is in love. So I'll get to that. But Dick Butkus also went to uh, college with my grandpa. Fun fact for you. Really? Yes. Um, and he wow. I remember him saying that Dick Butkus not the brightest guy. <laughs> so... Anyway, so the whole here's the storyline for those that don't know, and I in this one it, honestly it's a little bit a uh, little bit different than the other ones. It's very very little focus in this on the actual uh, headless horseman. Uh, but here, here's the actual storyline here. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum comes into town. He is uh, he is Ichabod Crane. He's going to be the school teacher. He mm-hmm. likes this one girl, uh, but this girl has kind of always this Brom Bones played by Dick Butkus has like been obsessed with this girl for a long time. But they're not they're not married or anything like that. So, but mm. then this other girl likes Jeff Goldblum. So okay, let me let me clear this clarify this up. Jeff Goldblum likes the girl that Brom Bones likes, that Dick right, Butkus right. likes. They both like the same girl. Then mm-hmm. there's this other girl that likes Dick Butkus, but uh, he doesn't like her back. And okay. the girl the girl that both the guys like only likes Jeff Goldblum. So there's a little kind of love thing going on here. So (laughs) there's, there's, okay, there's a really horrible part of this whole love situation that happens where at one point Dick Butkus gets busted for, I'm going to ruin a little little spoiler here uh, because you guys are not going (laughs) to, by the time I end it, you're not going to end up wanting to watch this movie, trust me. This is not, this is not a good rendition of Sleepy Hollow. I'll I'll put it that way. Uh, So... (laughs) At one point, Dick Buckus gets found out that he has been portraying, like he's been doing all these tricks uh, on Jeff Goldblum, and they're like, you know, you're going to get in trouble. And so the one girl is like, well, how about instead of you getting in trouble, you just marry me? Uh, that, and then that way I won't tell anybody else that you've been doing all these tricks on Jeff Goldblum. So, and he's like, oh gosh, I guess I'll marry you. So, like, the way this relationship marriage is supposed to start is basically this it's this guy's punishment for getting caught and his punishment is instead of him getting in trouble he has to marry this girl so that relationship that's going to go well and uh yeah it's going to set him up a good good start (laughs) yeah he clearly he says he does not like the girl multiple times only once only has to marry her because uh she gets caught keep in mind this is the same girl earlier in the movie that said she only married a different guy so her ex-husband had died and she only married that guy to make dick butkus jealous so that's a great way, girls. If you ever want to make a guy jealous, marry someone else. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's that's a go-to thing to do. That's that's, that's definitely the way. To do. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's a weird, just weird scenario here. Okay, this movie. Yeah, definitely. This is so very, what does this have to do with Sleepy Hollow? <laughs> yeah. So that's okay. They're, they're, <laughs> that's the thing. Nobody dies in this movie. Um, what? Which I'm pretty sure, wow. like, that's the whole kind of point is, like, this this haunted, you know, the whole thing is that, like, this headless horseman who is supposed to be haunting the town is, like, scaring off people, but also he's supposed to be right. dangerous, like, actually something you're worried about. In, right. In this, it's not, it doesn't, I feel like it doesn't even attempt to be scary. 
Uh, it's very campy. It's very feels it. It says 1980. This October of 1980. This came out. This feels like it's like a late 60s, early 70s movie. I mean, it's it's. Oh wow. It feels very very dated. Um, very like the music is very dated, and I mean it's made for TV in the 80s. So I guess you take off a few years, but um, right. Yeah, it was just yeah not scary. Uh, just not. I don't know. Like the the yeah the whole fact that the headless horseman is such a minor detail, and he, and and. He's, it looks like he's holding one of those jack-o'-lanterns, like the plastic ones you put on your front porch during Halloween time. Like, that's what he's holding <laughs> at one point when you finally see him at the end. Um, wow. So, Bryn, I brought this up because, as you know, in middle school. Yes. We, yes. Yes. I do know. Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. When you were in Sleepy Hollow, yeah. what did you play in, in Sleepy Hollow in a, in a music, in a play that we did? Um... You know, honestly, oh man, I don't remember actually the character I play. I know that that sounds really bad. Um, <laughs> that was your shining <laughs> moment. You admit in sixth grade, it, we were in I a know. play called Sleepy Hollow, and you don't remember who you were. Oh man, I'm trying to think. I, I remember being in it because when you brought it up, I remembered that. But yeah. I don't remember what I played. I, do you remember what I played? I remember. I, I played a ghost. I remember that, okay. which was a basically a made up. <laughs> I guess they just like there was people definitely that that tried out that didn't get into the production like that weren't yeah. actors but like I guess there was enough people that they're just like all right let's make some other bullshit roles you know <laughs> so like I was a yeah I was a ghost that like I had some lines mm-hmm. I didn't have a ton of lines but I you know uh I was just I guess another one of the haunting victims um I remember I was mad that I didn't get the part of the headless horseman and then it turns out the headless horseman <laughs> had like three lines and remember, it was Ichabod Crane. This is for you. And uh, then, the, uh, then he throws, then he throws the pumpkin. Then the headless horseman throws the pumpkin. Oh, I do remember the pumpkin being thrown. Actually, yes, that uh, is a that is a, a vivid memory. But and I, I remember in sixth grade me being more scared of the Sleepy Hollow than what I just watched uh, as a TV movie. So yeah, so Bryn, you apparently yeah. you had a pretty unmemorable part. You might have been a ghost too, for all I know. I you know I feel like it was probably something like that. A ghost. I, I think that. That, that sounds yeah sounds right um it sounds like the movie was more of like a kind of like a, a romantic it uh, it honestly like, was <laughs> yes I, yes i would definitely say that. i would say the main storyline was some love like foursome between these these couples and then the the whole sleepy hollow part was an afterthought like the fact they just mm. kind of used that as the theme to do a love story as the theme of it yeah well you know it's a it's a, it's a movie for the ladies then. That's true. That. It's definitely a movie for the ladies, yeah. and the ladies will think it's very okay. Uh, I would still, I would still would give this <laughs> don't, a don't recommend. I don't it. Re- I would give this a Randy Quaid on the Jeff Goldblum movie review scale. It's a bottom tier Jeff Goldblum movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is my rating for that. So, Bryn, how about some Tanzania news? The infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that the patient is now transmitting. Fugazi is. Fugazi, it's a fake. Fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a wazi, it's a fairy dust. What are you, from Tanzania? Yes, I am. This is a good one. Morgue workers in Tanzania jailed for stealing drugs from corpses' stomach. Wow. <laughs> 
So, so yeah. So did they die? Did they die like an overdose? Because were they like a, were they a mule or? Ooh, Brent, you were reading ahead, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. <you laughs> so. Know, the puzzle together. Yeah. So two two morgue workers admitted to cutting open a body uh, a week ago to take drugs, and who uh, inside a man who had died of an overdose. So they think that these guy that this guy who died might have been a drug mule. So wow. for those that don't know, drug mules, a lot of times they will get like a balloon or something like that and they'll fill it with drugs and then they'll ingest it and then they'll digest it at the at the point where they want to deliver the drugs. And so but the problem is a lot of times those your stomach can, you know, if the, depending where they how they want to ingest it. Um, if yep. they want to put it through their their mouth, then it's going to go through your whole system, and sometimes your digestive system is mm-hmm. strong enough to break down the balloon or whatever it is. So, and then the drugs yep. are just open up inside your stomach, and then you've just taken you know a delivery amount of cocaine or whatever heroin or whatever yeah. you're transporting. So, this guy yeah. died. So, according to police, the worker said that then they sold 32 drug capsules to an. So he was a drug mealer, yeah. 32 capsules mm-hmm. to an unidentified businessman who in turn sold the merchandise to Ali Nayundo, a suspected drug trafficker. So they sold this to some uh, guy who sold it to a drug trafficker. And <laughs> so the so-called smack track, you know the smack track, right, Bren? Mm, I don't know if I know the smack track. So that's leading from Afghanistan to the Makran coast of Iran and Pakistan and then across the Indian Ocean to East Africa. It's an alternative. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's an alternative to the traditional opium trail via Central Asia and the Balkans. Ah, yeah. Okay. So they found out about this in 2010 when people busted four Tanzanians and two Iranians with 95 kilos of heroin in northern Tanzania. Wow. So, uh, wow. yeah, <laughs> these guys, yeah, these guys, pretty pretty ridiculous to think. Well, I guess they're like this guy's drug mule. We're morticians. I'm surprised Let's they get got some extra caught. cash. I'm surprised they <laughs> yeah, got I'm caught su- too. That's uh, that's that's you know you you would think that they they wouldn't, but maybe or if anything, you know, maybe be smart about it. Some like fake pills or something to replace it. You know, yeah. So like oh, this is what was in his stomach. You know, something yeah. like that. But uh, I guess this this is a lesson for the kids. You know, if you're gonna drug mule, don't put it in your mouth. You know, think think creatively. Yeah, think about some of your other orifices. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. How many pills Much do you think? More. <laughs> How many pills do you think I could fit in my ear? Uh, you know, it depends on how how big your brain is. I would say, you That's know, a good point. If, if you don't got a lot of room in there, you could probably fit about, you know, probably about thirty pills. You know. That's what about I'm thinking. If I could just keep so. filling them like a Pez dispenser in my ear, right, through my yeah. ear canal, and I'm just yeah. popping them in there. And then mm-hmm. I guess I would just like, like, oh, I, yeah. Then the way you get them out is you just like hold your mouth and hold your nose and then you blow really hard and then the little pills mm. just shoot out. I'm assuming that's right. how that would work. And that's how I you drug traffic good. meal. Yeah. And then your, your, your canal, your, your wax is not going to dissolve these capsules, right? No, 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 definitely not. Yeah. That's the, people don't think about this when they're doing it. That's the no, problem. they don't. Or through your nose. You can do yeah. the same thing with your nose and then yeah. just hold your, your mouth and then just like sneeze, and then you got a bunch of little pills that fall mm-hmm. out. Yep. These yep. all I, these all seem a lot better than digesting it and then having yourself. Maybe this was the plan all along, though. Maybe this guy was meant to die, and these guys were meant to take his drugs out of his stomach. Maybe it was a bigger scheme uh, that the guy that was the mule didn't even know about. That would be pretty bad. That'd be a you're a bad mule if that's your. Uh, you don't even know about that. Come on, that's uh, that's true. 
uh, that's a shame, you know? Yeah. What I, wonder, is it? I wonder what it takes to, to be a mule, though. You know, what, what are the qualifications you got to get to, you know? I would just wonder what yeah. kind of things he has on his resume, you know? That's a you good think question. He has that he's, he's, he's packed a lot of pills before he's been across, you know, I, 20 oh. different countries, you know, like. Here's a theory. His repertoire. Here's a theory. Uh, the eating the eating championship guys, like all the guys that do like the yeah. uh, Nathan's hot dog eating championship, the rejects from that, mm-hmm. the guys that lose like after one or two years can't come back. I bet you a lot of times those mm-hmm. guys are drug mules. Yeah, yeah, they'd be good at it, right? They'd I mean, be really good. They'd have to be fantastic at it. Kobayashi has not um, been in the Nathan hot dog eating contest for a while. I bet you he'd be mm-hmm. a great drug mule. Yeah, who knows what he's doing now, right? I mean, that's a good point. Who said he's not? You know, maybe, yeah, <laughs> might have just outed him. You never know. <laughs> Kobayashi, you're always my favorite. I'm. Uh, if this took you down and if this gets you rest or something like that, that's my apologies. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's always a he shame. He's the greatest. I SNL, yeah. yeah, SNL used to like they used to have cartoons before they started doing all like the sketches with like the. Uh, uh, you know, before they had like Andy Samberg sketches where they would do, you know, like all the Lonely Island stuff. Um, mm-hmm. be- right before the Lonely Island stuff, they had cartoons. And the cartoons were usually pretty bad. But there was one that I loved where it was right at the height of Kobayashi's power. And he was, uh, there was a big flood. I think they were like showing like a flood in Louisiana or something. Everybody's on the rooftops. And to drain all the water in the in this flooded area, they just put a bunch of hot dogs uh, near the water, and then he would dip the hot dog uh, in the water, and the bun would <laughs> absorb the water, and he'd eat the hot dog. And he kept doing this until the water was all drained around this flooded area, and the people could escape. Oh, that's awesome! He's, yeah. he's a hero. He is a he's hero. A real hero. He's a real hero. You know? So I really hope he hasn't. This... <laughs> hope he hasn't yeah, gone downhill I... from there. Hopefully not. You you would hope so, and hopefully you know nothing nothing bursts inside of him. You know. No, I really hope wouldn't not. Wouldn't want him. Wouldn't want him going down like that. No, I definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything else, Brent? You want to get to? So I went to a party this weekend. Yeah. And uh, it was in Hollywood, and they had a Velcro wall. Ooh. At the party, and this is like you know, it's an adult party, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For kids. Um, but so all these drunk people were just jumping on this Velcro roll and it was, it was pretty, one of the coolest things I've seen. Um, so I was thinking based off of that, you know, you could get a business going there where you, uh, if you just rent out, let's say you just buy a Velcro wall, yep. you could rent that out for parties. So did you have to put on the Velcro suit? You did. You did. And then you, you just jump up and then you just stick to this wall. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Yeah, you just you know you're bouncing up and down on this on this float. It's a, you know it's like a like a bouncy house or whatever. Kind of oh, material. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And then you bounce up onto the to the wall and you get stuck to it basically. And how do you, you know, get off? Uh, you kind of just have to like shake yourself off because it's not really that easy. But and or okay. you get somebody to help you. But people were doing like flips and stuff on the wall. <laughs> and, you know, getting pretty wild. It was pretty. Yeah, I I like that. I like the the only time I've seen that um, was on Eric Andre. They did that, but it wasn't like a real Velcro wall, and he just goes. It was like a super crappy Velcro wall, so he just jumps into. I think it was okay. like Seth Seth Rogen or something. Just jumps into this wall and it just falls apart. So I haven't actually seen <laughs> an effective an effective 
<laughs> Velcro wall. But yeah. I think that's a really cool uh, – yeah, I think those kind of games at parties, it's a big game changer. It's kind of stuff that you remember. It is, you know, it, it is. And, it, and it, it makes the party a lot more interesting, I'll tell you that, you know. And you could – how many, you know, people would love that, you know. That's true. That's true. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You so, any ha- next time you go to have a party. Okay. Put a Velcro wall up and, uh, you know – You'll be the talk of the town, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, the talk of L.A., maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, Bryn. Uh, thanks a lot for calling in. This mm-hmm. is episode 99, so next week is episode Chub 100, uh, which is a big, you know, Ooh. pretty crazy, pretty crazy. That's big. Coming up. That is very big. It is. So uh, everybody tune in for that. Send your emails. Let's try to get as much uh, user content in episode Chub 100 as possible. And until then, rate the show on iTunes, email the show chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Check out Bryn's music, IID Musicality on Facebook, mm-hmm. and then IID on SoundCloud. Any th- other, other social media you want them to check out, Bryn? Uh, you know, that's the only thing I have for it right now. Cool. Um, yeah, we'll start maybe there. in the future, though. Yeah, we'll start, we'll start there. there though. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then uh, check it out. Also, Follow Pat Callahan on Instagram, badpiece33, and new episodes every Thursday. And the show is ended. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.